Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back to Drink Less, Live More. Hopefully everyone had a good holiday season. I'm kind of tiptoeing into the new year. I don't have any like massive audacious goals. I'm not typically a person that does that anyway, but really looking forward to that fresh new start. I always like, uh, you know, the new year for that reason specifically. Is it just a good, good time to reflect on what has happened over the last year and where I want to go in the in the future. So don't forget my Drink Less Live More live program, which is a combination of weekly live calls, but then also you get access to 12 weeks of content and uh, a platform that will allow you to be able to watch videos, but also download some of my resources so you can help guide yourself through the next 90 days or the first quarter of 2023. So depending on when you're listening to this, you may have already started a dry January. Um, Maybe not. Maybe you decided not to do a dry January. That's fine too. I think the tips will still be helpful for you. Um, And so I'm going to go through to some tips for a dry January and how we can make it as successful as possible. You know, when I first decided to take a break from alcohol, I never really had an intention of stopping for as long as I did. I really just thought, okay, I just need to take a break. I didn't even say 30 days. I just thought I'm just going to take a couple of weeks off and see how it goes. And then it just kind of kept going from there. My curiosity got the best of me and I just kept kept going with it. So you don't have to know what's next on the other side of this. I really think that, that there can be some peace and some comfort there to think, okay, this doesn't have to be forever. It's just something I'm experimenting with right now. So Keep that in mind. You don't have to know what's next. Just kind of go, you know, move through it day by day. But, you know, when I first wanted to do it, I was like, gosh, I really don't want to just white knuckle through this. I mean, that doesn't sound pleasant to me. It's like when we try crazy diets or we do crazy cleanses and things where we don't eat for three days and whatever, it's like, gosh, like, you know, I don't want to have to do that. I already feel like I deny myself enough pleasure. I don't need to inflict more of of that sort of way of living. And so I didn't want to white knuckle through it. So I was like, okay, I actually want to make this like fun, you know, like really flip into the mindset of like, I have to do dry January to I get to do a dry January. I get to take a break from alcohol. So just kind of flipping your mindset into more positivity versus like something's being taken away from you. Maybe the thing that's being taken away from you is feeling like crap. <laughs> feeling hungover, you know, all the things, Um, not being able to lose any weight because we're drinking too much alcohol, all all the things that we could be gaining, much better sleep, et cetera. So keep that in mind, focus in on what you will be gaining versus what you're losing. I think that's tip number one. Tip number two is that this doesn't have to be boring. I personally still have a nightly ritual most nights where I have something in a pretty glass, some sort of mocktail, something, um, 
you know, non-alcoholic wine. I found some pretty decent ones at this point. Um, Curious Elixirs is a great place to go. I love their little mocktail. It actually has some adaptogens in it, which help kind of calm you. And I can feel that. So it doesn't have to be boring. Like, you don't just have to drink water and LaCroix. That just, that sounds awful to me. So set yourself up for success. If you haven't already, there's lots of different options out there. Better Roads is a good one-stop shop. Obviously, you have to wait for shipment. If you were local to Indy, Indianapolis, you can um, find some things in the Total Wines around here. You can find some things in Market District near Carmel. There is a new alcohol-free shop, uh, Lauren's AF in Carmel. Awesome. Great selection. So set yourself up for success. And you know, look at this as like, I'm not losing something because I can't have an alcoholic drink, but I'm gaining something. Um, and I'm going to make this as fun as possible. It doesn't have to be boring. So that is tip number two. Tip number three is that I really want you to just pay attention. Like when you're white knuckling through something, you're just trying to get through hour by hour, day by day. But I want you to look at this as kind of a reflection opportunity. So, you know, write down when you are wanting to have a drink. That's actually part of my program. The first week is like really that self-reflection and kind of journaling a bit around, you know, when you are feeling the urge to drink, what's the circumstance, what's the emotion you're feeling, what are the thoughts you're experiencing. So we can actually ultimately change the results that you're getting when we understand why we're doing the thing we're doing. So that's a big piece of it. I also have people reflect on just how their drinking has evolved over time. So has it, you know, slowly gotten progressively more and more, which is typically what happens for most people. Or did you not drink for a long time and now you started and now, you know, it's too much, you know, just reflect on how you got to where you are today. And then I also want you to be very gentle with yourself. So I want you to focus in on not the shame of this story, but just the fact that it is a story and that you're a human being and you're working towards evolving through this thing that has been a challenge. So keep that in mind that we do have to do some of that reflection. I think the fourth thing is, you know, really look at what you are spending your time doing. Are you spending your time doing things that bring you some joy Or are you spending time doing things that suck the life out of you? So find that kind of joy list, figure out what brings you joy and do more of that and let go of the things that don't, which I know sounds simple. Martha Beck talks about it all the time, but she's like, we still haven't learned it. Like, I mean, we still have a, as a culture, haven't learned do more of what makes you happy and less of what doesn't. So sounds simple. Let's all just do it, right? So another tip, um, you know, many of you will have partners or friends that aren't doing a dry January. And I would highly suggest not trying to talk them, I'm saying this in air quotes, talk them in to doing a dry January. That's an easy one to kind of get stuck in where we want to, you know, try to talk them into something, right? So that way we don't have to be alone. It may not be for them and that's okay. We don't want to be self-righteous about it. Uh, Nobody wants to be around someone that's self-righteous. Like, I'm not drinking because I'm so amazing, you know? Um, Nobody wants to be around somebody like that. And so just, you know, you can approach it however you want. You don't even have to talk about it. 
in some ways I find it to be kind of fun to be a bit mysterious and people are like, I wonder why she's not drinking. And for a while, everybody thought I was pregnant, but now I'm getting too old for that. So, <laughs> uh, so that that's uh, not on the table anymore. But, you know, it's interesting. It started actually some really good conversations when I did feel like I wanted to share why I was choosing not to drink in a situation that I normally would drink in. And it started some great, great conversations for sure. And then people were recognizing, hey, you know what, actually, I kind of want to do that too, because um, I'm kind of experiencing the same stuff that you just described. So I think it's a good opportunity for a different connections. I think the, the hardest part for me with not drinking alcohol was the connection piece to other people, because it does kind of connect us. You know, we go out for drinks as a connection point. We have drinks to celebrate as a connection point. We have drinks sometimes to grieve as a connection point. And that was something I was kind of afraid of. But you can find uh, many people actually that are choosing to do the same thing, especially this time of year in, in January. Um, you'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, yeah, I hardly ever drink. I just order a tonic and lime and people think I'm drinking a gin and tonic. I haven't drank in years. And you're like, what? I didn't know that, you know? So... So I think that's really cool. Um, find some resources that are going to help you stay inspired around this. So you can follow people on Instagram, TikTok, um, some people that are either sober or sober-ish like me. Um, I think where I struggled is, you know, I, I kind of went to the other side of like, oh my gosh, I'm following all these sober people. But I was like, but wait a minute. I don't even know if that's what I really want to do to be completely sober. Um, and never drink again. And so, and a lot of their message is pretty extreme um, around alcohol being poison and, you know, all of those things. And absolutely, I agree that to an extent, alcohol is poison. Um, but there's certainly a line where I think having, you know, one drink every week is not poisoning my body. So, so anyway, you know, it was hard for me to find that space, which is really why I created this space is because I just didn't, it didn't resonate for me. So, and it didn't, it just didn't feel like what I wanted uh, in that, in, in my, you know, journey with alcohol. So, so I think that's another good space. You know, if you want to read some Quitlet or, you know, find podcasts, I think that can be really helpful. Just kind of general healing from a woman's standpoint, those types of podcasts, I think are really helpful to, to listen to just to kind of help you recognize maybe where some of these patterns of behavior aren't working. If you haven't done the Enneagram yet, please explore it. I really think it's such a great tool for self-awareness and social awareness. You can see like the different types of numbers that sometimes will trigger you. Um, I can certainly tell you mine that, that can trigger me. I can tell you the numbers that I like to be around when they're, especially when they're healthy, that really inspire me, you know, and like inspire me to be more bold and brave. I, you know, I love eights and threes for that when they're healthy, you know, like I want to be bolder and braver. So, so I really think the Enneagram is a good place to start. Um, I think it's a good place for a healing journey. You'll probably recognize some of these patterns of behavior um, that the Enneagram can help bring to light for you that you'll notice as you are doing that kind of reflection and journaling. So I would highly encourage you to not white knuckle your way through dry January. Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, you're more than likely going to end up exactly where you were before. And yes, I think it's good to give our bodies breaks and have our bodies, you know, have a chance to reset. 
from too much alcohol. But, uh, you know, you're ultimately going to end up in the same situation if we don't dig in a little bit deeper here. I don't know anybody who's ever been on a full-time cleanse that can sustain that for, you know, years and years and years. They can't. It's not sustainable. So instead of, you know, being all or nothing kinds of people, let's just sort of meet in the middle. You know, let's kind of say, okay, I'm just going to take this really, truly one step at a time, one day at a time and see what I've discovered. You know, it's like a little experimentation for yourself. So go into dry January. If you're not doing a dry January, I think this information can still be helpful for a day that you decide to take a break. Or if you are deciding to take a longer term break like I did, I think it's good to just keep us going. And just remember, it doesn't have to be boring. You don't have to isolate yourself from everyone. I force myself to still go some places, not all places, but some places that I felt like, okay, I'm just going to go and not drink. Why can't I do that? And it was actually really empowering to go and do that and to take that break. So keep that in mind too. Like the benefit of this is that you can feel really empowered on the other side of it because you did something hard that you didn't even know if you could do. And every time you are able to go out and not have a drink and you wake up completely clear-headed and you feel like a million bucks, uh, that empowerment just keeps building and building and building. So my confidence skyrocketed um, when I stopped drinking so much alcohol. So keep that in mind too. There's so many side benefits of this journey. It doesn't have to be a punishment. So go into the rest of your week and the rest of dry January with some confidence, knowing you can do this and you're going to discover a lot. So that's the fun part about it. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded of new episodes. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place. Mm -hmm.